The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone is doing great this evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is right here today, Tuesday evening, going into Wednesday morning. Ladies and gentlemen, I almost forgot what day it was, but it's the Christmas season, and when you get up three or four times a night to tend to your child, the days just start blending in together. Obviously, I also don't go to an office, so I sit around all day in my underwear. No, I'm kidding. I do get up in the morning. I take a shower at like six in the morning when Willie G wakes up for his final time six in the morning for a feeding that's it folks you're not going back to bed and that's the way it works here at the gold household now actually this morning I've got so much work to do there's so much business stuff going on behind the scenes here at the Dustin Gold Standard a lot of changes uh, new marketing strategy and stuff coming up for January 2023 because we want to try to expand and reach more folks and my wife says oh we have to do christmas photos with willie g i said wait a second we did the christmas photos with santa last week she said no i got us all matching pajamas uh for me for her for willie g and she wanted to take pictures by the christmas tree and so i used to have a photography business with my ex-wife i said well i've got to stage this thing and make it look right because you know i don't like to do anything half-ass you know so the next thing you know i'm hanging sheets over the windows because i don't have photography lights here i've got some studio lights uh in this studio but i don't have the photography equipment when i got divorced i told my ex-wife just keep everything in the end she kept the business the equipment the software, the websites I built, the marketing, uh, the payment systems, all that stuff. She kept all of that. So um, I had to do it with natural light. And I didn't feel like breaking out the Canon. I just wanted to do it on the iPhone 13. So I hung sheets over certain windows and got the lighting right. I had a couple of red, uh, like farmhouse style chairs I had made a while ago. So I brought those in the house, put them in front of the little fireplace. We had the tree lights on we staged it real nice we had this rocker prop between the two trees and uh two chairs and i had to make sure willie g didn't fall back in it and uh staged it right lighted it uh properly it looks great folks we ended up taking a great picture so i'm glad we did it but it was an unexpected two three hours this morning that i was not uh, planning on so my wife sprung that on me i edited them up today I said you know what let me edit them now on photoshop because if i don't do it i'm not going to feel like doing it later so i have one photo left it's her and her mother with willie g so i've got to finish that up and then it was the middle of the afternoon i said all right half my day has been blown already i might as well go out 
uh, while Willie was taking a nap and my wife was taking a nap, I said, let me run out and get a little bit of the Christmas shopping done because I haven't done that yet. And it's December 13th, folks. And I just haven't had time. And I don't want to just go on Amazon and order everything off Amazon. So I decided because everyone in my family likes pictures. They love to hang pictures on the wall. And we've taken all these great pictures with Willie G when my mom and stepdad and my father and everybody was in town visiting for Thanksgiving. So I fixed up, touched up some of those photographs. I went down to Home Goods because they've got a great selection of frames for real cheap, five, six dollars a piece. And I bought a lot of really nice frames. And luckily, when I go over people's homes, for some reason, it's locked into my head. And I remember their style. So I got frames that match their style. So I'm going to print out some pictures. And then we'll uh, get those uh, framed here. I'll frame them up. And then I'll put a little something else in there. And that'll be Christmas. And then we're doing these uh, kind of baskets with some of the bread I've been baking with some jellies from Farmer Carol, uh, the farm that we get all of our stuff from. And so we're going to give those to the people that live around here as a Christmas basket. But for the relatives, I'm going to do the pictures. Uh, You know, we got pictures with them and Willie G, so they'll love to have that. Nowadays with iPhones, nobody prints anything anymore i mean that's what's happened to this world nobody prints anything and the other thing is uh, if you go back and look at the photo albums from when you were a kid when i was a kid it was great my father was a photographer because he was a private investigator and he would take pictures of car accident scenes and people's cuts and wounds and stuff like that people in the hospital and so he always had his film cameras 35 millimeter film camera with him on vacation so he'd always be snapping pictures but remember you put a roll of film in there i don't know what it was back then two three four dollars for 24 to 36 frames i think and so you'd snap the picture you wouldn't know what it looks like until a week later and then eventually it became you know one hour photo but still you wouldn't snap 341 shots you know let me take 492 selfies until my duck face looks right no you would just shoot them and then so you go back through your photo albums from when you went to disney when you were a kid with your parents or from christmas or your first day at school your eyes are closed you've got the red glowing eyes you're picking your nose you're drooling you're all blurry you look like a ghost in the image no that was the real thing but you printed them out you put them in the album and it was a great thing so one of the things i'm trying to get in the habit of now is as soon as i have some photos that i like right that i want to keep forever and obviously you can't keep everything in your phone you'll have 732 photos every day i'm gonna get them printed right i started actually doing it when i met my uh, wife because we took some great photos together uh, at a mountain on the beach and that kind of thing so i ordered some prints of that and i bought her a little album it was a leather album i had engraved last christmas it said uh the adventures of magdalena and dustin and so i had some pictures printed for her to put an album together so that's what i'm doing with willie g so i decided for this present for maggie because we decided we're not going to go crazy this year uh because we just had the baby and that's the best gift ever um and so we decided let's not go nuts last year i bought her 
bunch of little things and stuff, but it, it was quite a bit of work. And so we decided not to do much. But what I'm doing is I got a frame at Home Goods today, a big one, not a 20 by 30 inch. It's probably a 16 by 20 inch, but real nice. And I was looking for the old fashioned one with the mat board in there that's got the cutouts and different shapes, and you can make a collage. They don't really have that anymore. So I'm going to make a collage in Photoshop tonight. I'll be up late. And it's going to be everything from uh, the birth through the Christmas photos. And it'll be our first family collage. So it's going to be real nice. I'll make her cry, ladies and gentlemen. I'll make her cry. On our anniversary, which is October 13th, so it's before Willie was born, one month before he was born, I had bought a, it was like an $80 uh, movie projector, you know, like a plug-in uh, projector. And she wanted to be looking at the mountains all right while she was in the birthing tub uh so we had a room we cleared out which was later going to be willie's nursery that's what it is now and so i got a projector screen oh, i was twenty dollars eighty dollars for the projector and i found a four hour 4k real steady re- it was done on a steady cam or a drone or something real steady hike through the mountains because my wife likes to hike and so I set up the room with candles and roses and had it dark in there. We didn't have the pool set up, the birthing pool. Uh, but I had set up the screen and I had the video playing and I had some really chill like Latin music uh, by the group. What's a Gypsy King? She likes that. So I had that on and I walked her in there blindfolded for our anniversary and I took it off her. And she looks and she sees all the candles and the roses, which she likes. And she sees the giant wall, like projection screen. It's a little room, but it was big for the room. And she sees the mountain, this walk through the mountain. She literally starts crying. So when I'm doing gifts for people, I like to either make them laugh as soon as they open it or cry as soon as they open it. Now, I'm sure as I get older and I give Willie a Christmas sweater, I'll also make him angry. But I like to get a reaction. So this collage, I know it'll make her cry. Tears of joy, folks. Tears of joy. So anyway, that's what I did. And I got our Christmas card done today. And I had to get Maria Albanese's address. And Chrissy Piccolo, who's been on the show, I've got to get her address. I got Maria's so I could send them a Christmas card and with a little thank you note in there because they got us something for Willie G. Maria got him a analog rocker swing and Chrissy put together this really nice framed uh, collage she had made with a heart in it and everything. It was really beautiful. So that's what we did. We got our Christmas cards uh, done. I sent those off to Shutterfly, I think, to get them printed. So anyway, folks, I'm recording later in the day because I had to go out, buy all these frames at Home Goods. I got Willie G a little stuffed Santa Claus, too. I figured, what the hell? I'm in a joyous uh, mood today. Some uh, business stuff occurred today, which ended up putting me in a more relaxed mood than I was. And then my wife cooked a meal tonight, which is, I think, the first meal she has cooked since she gave birth to Willie one month ago, folks. One month ago. Believe it or not, he was born on, uh, what, November 13th, and today's December 13th, and so he is one month old, and folks, he does not let us forget it, I will tell you that. He is always whining, he's always crying, in fact, this morning, right on his one-month-old birthday, he was on the phone with his doctor, scheduling his hip replacement, his cataract removal, and uh, 
to have his hearing aid fitted. <laughs> he was. He ordered a three-month supply of Viagra, believe it or not. Now, these old folks are really hard to deal with. I tell you, they're a handful, ladies and gentlemen. Now, he's doing well. He's doing well. And some new things have been going on in his life, folks. He's uh, entered into the last week this witching phase, this witching hour. I don't know. We've talked to a lot of our friends, our doula, midwife, our parents. And so it seems to be about 50-50. 50% of the folks out there end up having a kid that uh, enters this witching hour phase, which is about one month in, and it could last to three or four months. And basically at night, between about six and 10, not the whole time, but they start uh, really acting up. Some people would call it crying, but I, like I do with everything else, spent 10 hours doing research over the last couple of days. I read every school of thought. And so uh, we tried out a new method, and I'll get into that eventually. We've got a lot to cover tonight on central bank digital currency, so I'm not going to talk about that tonight, but I'll tell you guys what we did, this whole natural method. Uh, and then I've been texting back and forth, as I mentioned yesterday. It's been going on today with Dan Golvach. He was a guest on the show a couple of times. Good friend of mine. I used to bring him on the show. I produced the Douglas Dakota show. I got him on Mike Moore's Thomas Paine podcast. And so Dan now is digging into all of the spiritual elements. He's been studying theology and geopolitics for over 40 years. And so he's been studying all of this spirituality that goes behind this control system of technocracy he's been listening to this show and then doing research into the spiritual side and i'm always always up for that discussion i mention it here and there on this show i don't really go into depth i talked a little bit about it with dan on one of the episodes he was on i said dan come on here for a full two hours and let's just um let's talk about this i'm totally 100 percent open to doing that i think we should i think we should talk about the spirituality that drives these technocratic transhumanists so dan said oh in my older years here i think he's 60 folks he's not old um he said i feel like i'm mumbling and i'm bumbling through the interviews i really got to get this down but it's important information and i want to get it out to the folks because it's important i said dan don't worry about that nobody cares you're a regular person just come on the show and let's spitball this stuff let's work through it now sometimes when he's on i will say for some reason there's a delay and he calls me through zoom and, and it might just be his internet connection because it only generally happens with him so sometimes i'll think he he's done speaking and then i step in and then we talk back and forth over each other and there's a delay so it ends up like yes okay uh what uh and we're like talking on top of each other. So this time, I'm going to set Dan up with some kind of a safe word. When he's done, he says, okay, Dustin. And then I know it's time for me to jump in and ask him another question or add to the conversation. So Dan will be on, I'm guessing, sometime in the next two days as he's prepping for this interview. All right, folks, another thing, really interesting story, which I'm going to get into uh, right after this break. Really weird. A guy from my wife and I's birthing class that we took reached out to me last night, and it sort of blew my mind, ladies and gentlemen, blew my mind. So when we get back, let me blow your mind with that story, ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll get back to finishing. <laughs> 
the International Monetary Fund Central Bank digital currencies for financial inclusion risks and rewards, which we've been reviewing over the last one and a half episodes. If you haven't listened to the full review, check out the end of episode 109 and all of episode 110. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, so last night on Twitter, I get a new follower, folks, and the Hackable Animal account is small. I used to have a big account back in 2015, 16. I had a few of them, actually, and I lost those, and then I was off Twitter for a few years. And then I kind of found an old account I had, changed it to Hackable Animal, and then when I started this show, I opened one at Dustin Gold Show, and I don't even post there religiously, so I'm not really building a following. And I know that all the big guys pretty much have bot followers anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter to me. So anyway, I see this new follower last night, and I'm not going to mention the name. And I look down, and I say to myself, oh, crap, this is a guy from my birth class. Now, my wife and I took a birthing class with our doula, Alyssa. It's called the Bradley Method class. And it's not just for people giving home birth, but it is for people that are trying to avoid using any sort of drugs or any sort of painkillers and want to give vaginal birth. All right. So whether that's at a hospital, a birthing center, or at home, uh, you can take this class. And we took it because we hired Alyssa Zardula and we said, oh, let's take our class with her. So there was four and sometimes five couples in person and then four or five couples over Zoom. And she actually hosted the classes at the office of our midwife. So it was actually quite convenient. Uh, she rents space from them and hosts her class there. So anyway, I see this guy, and, and it's really interesting because all the folks uh, started having babies, you know, at different times. Our class kind of worked all the way into the end when people were having babies. So now... Everybody from the class has been reaching out to each other. Like, there's one couple. We're going to go downtown and hang out. Uh, they had a baby girl about uh, a month. One month, exactly one month before Willie was born. So we're going to take them out and do a little stroll downtown. And so this other guy last night, he follows me on Twitter. I said, wait a second, that's so-and-so. Uh, you're not going to trick me into saying his name. Not yet. And so uh, I click on his profile, and I read it. And I go, what the hell? This guy, I knew him for 10 weeks. He's in politics and media. Uh, he's like a Christian conservative uh, type of guy. He's got a podcast related to a nonprofit that he is the COO of. And this nonprofit basically uh, focuses on uh, seeking out young conservative christian leaders anyway i thought he would be great to connect with magdalene rose if they don't already know each other you know her from the dust and gold standard she's the young conservative who's been friends with marie albanese for a number of years so anyway i tried to connect them 
uh, because they would be a great source for each other. Anyway, so I, I flipped through um, his Twitter profile. And then I figured he was stalking me, right? So I wrote to him. I said, hey, thanks for following me, man. How you doing? I didn't even realize you're in politics and you've got a podcast. And so he ends up writing me back. Yeah, I checked out some of your podcasts. So I go take a look at his nonprofit that he has. Yeah, professional website and everything. I flip through the uh the board of directors and on there is jd vance and i go oh my god not to him i'm saying this to myself and so jd vance as you know we covered him in the peter thiel techno fascist king episodes with blake masters and jd vance and so uh jd vance was an accolade of peter thiel peter thiel backed his campaign his recent campaign and so i see jd vance on the board and i say to myself oh no this is crazy right so i look at everything they stand for you know border security ending illegal immigration traditional family all the stuff as a um as uh, someone who was rooted in traditional conservatism 15 years ago, I agree with, right? It's just that, at least in my mind, I'm more woke to what's really happening now, uh, what's really going on. I see the scams and the schemes, and I understand that there is no one that is in power or that we perceive to be in power that is on our side. And when I say our side, I mean on the side of humanity, freedom, liberty, human autonomy. They're all working for the state they're all working for the system so i text back and forth with him uh, talking about the kids you know the babies the the uh you know his baby and our baby and then um we talk a little bit of shop you know a little bit of business so he sends me a clip a video clip of their podcast actually it was a full episode one hour and and, you know it's a professional studio and everything not like mine so uh, i knew that he probably goes into washington dc they probably have an office they rent a studio they use it's nice it's nice so it's him and a co-host and this is an episode he sends me with blake masters right so now i'm thinking oh my god and he asked me yeah what do you think of this episode with blake masters so i watched the first i didn't have time to watch an hour i watched the first five minutes of it and this gentleman and his co-host start off introducing blake masters by saying he's the guy who co-wrote zero to one with peter thiel and p they mentioned some peter thiel the greatest guy ever the greatest thing since sliced bread you know so that was it you know i stopped it and i wrote him and i said listen i don't debate politics anymore all right i gave that up in my early 30s uh, i just don't debate i said as far as your nonprofit and the mission statement and the issues you're talking about i agree 100 percent. i come out of the old school glenn beck you know conservatism um i said but over the years i have been become really interested in technocracy and transhumanism aka eugenics growing out of the progressive era of the late 1800s which was this merger of the marxist socialist communists and then later the fascists and i said i've got to warn you here that peter thiel now because this guy is a big you know christian at least that's his brand and when i met him in real life i got that impression from him he seems to be genuine um so i said uh peter thiel is a big time technocrat and a transhumanist he's actually very dangerous 
And so I'd love to meet up with you sometime and have a conversation. So he writes me back and he said, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'd love to have a conversation. Now, I was going to hit him with the quote from Peter Thiel talking about how transhumanism and Christianity are very similar because they both offer eternal life you know god offers you eternal life in the heavens with him and transhumanism offers immortality by a mind uploading you to the cloud but i i didn't want to freak him out although that's true and there's video of that but i said you know i don't want to freak this guy out i mean maybe he becomes an ally he's only i believe in his late 20s he's young and so he he doesn't necessarily know a lot of people don't know you get into politics you're a conservative you're a young christian warrior and the next thing you know you see billionaires like peter thiel funding causes like national conservatism and supposed MAGA candidates and getting behind donald trump and you think he's a good guy but unless you start to dig into his government contracts, into his funding of Singularity, which is the merger of man and machine, into his quest for immortality, all the things he said, all the Peter Thiel Fellowship folks that he's got on board, all these projects he's invested in, again, all the government contracts, then you wouldn't realize that Peter Thiel is anything but conservative uh, or libertarian. And I won't get into all that tonight, obviously, because we've covered that episode after episode after episode quite a while ago. But I found it to be fascinating. So I'm sitting with this guy. He seems to have a really big uh, brand. Their following is growing. He's obviously funded in that particular uh, segment he sent me. His co-host was talking about how he was on the road for a week fundraising for their nonprofit. And the co-host, I believe, is the acting president or CEO of the nonprofit. This guy is the COO and co-founder. So anyway... I'm going to reach back out to him shortly uh, and say to him, hey, yeah, let's have a conversation and see if maybe, maybe I could introduce him to some things. I mean, I don't want to walk away. I'm going to end up blowing up the guy's worldview. And then at 29, 28 years old, he's going to be questioning everything he's worked to build in his life, especially this nonprofit, because if J.D. Vance is on the board, I'm just taking a guess. I don't know this. I'm just taking a guess that there's probably some Peter Thiel money involved there because that's how you end up getting Thiel money is by letting Blake Masters and or J.D. Vance sit on your board or or Jeff Gesia or some of these other guys that are Peter Thiel minions. So it'd be quite interesting to find out. But when I was his age... Uh, I think I was 27 or 28 years old. I was doing all of the local organizing in the state of Connecticut. I was on the radio all the time. I had a guy named John Tanton approach me who was funding some organizations that I really respected at the time. Center for Immigration Studies, uh, Federation for American Immigration Reform, Early, which was Immigration Reform Law Institute, some of these folks that were fighting against illegal immigration. So he comes to me and he says, look, we want to fund you to take your uh, program that you're running here in Connecticut and duplicate it and go train people around the country and speak about it. And so I start doing research into him. 
And I was green back then, folks. I didn't know how corrupt everything was. I I thought, oh, I'm doing God's work, and now money comes my way. I'm going to make a living doing what I love to do, which is educating people and fighting back against corruption and criminality and schemes and scams. Well, it turns out this guy was also funding eugenics. And so I ended up rejecting his money, and then at that point, at 27, 28 years old, I was then pretty much blackballed from all of the access I had to the think tanks and stuff in Washington, D.C. It was like somebody figured out, oop, that guy, he is not going to be bought and paid for. And so that was it. I was blackballed. And I literally could not get anyone on the phone ever since then. I mean, there was literally two people from this whole industry supposedly fighting illegal immigration that I stayed uh, friends with and I was able to bring on some other shows over the years. But that's because we built a personal friendship. Everybody else just stopped taking my calls. So let's see what happens with, uh, with this guy. I'd love to bring him on the show. I'd love to go on his show. I don't think they would bring me on there, though, because obviously if I told the truth about Peter Thiel, J.D. Vance, and Blake Masters, then I would blow up his whole entire operation, and I don't want to do that because it looks like they're doing some good things over there, folks. So anyway, let's see if I can get him to come on this show and maybe educate him a bit on the people that he has gotten into bed with and i think it is unwitting i mean if he is truly this big christian conservative i think he's going to be blown away when he finds out what the people that are possibly giving him money or at least sitting on his board are working on are connected to are involved with i mean you can't sit there and say you're against uh, taxes and the irs when you're partnered with peter thiel whose company palantir funded by the cia started with cia money via their venture firm their uh, capital investment firm in qtel you know this company palantir is inside the irs helping harass regular everyday american citizens so you can't take money from that guy and then say you're against the irs or you're against increased income tax when the very guy who's helping the irs harass people is uh is backing your organization so we'll find out i'll have a private conversation with him i'll see if some of it's on the record i'll let you know if some of it is not on the record then obviously i will respect that but as far as i'm concerned with this part it was an open conversation and i talk about my life on this podcast as you know folks all right we're going to be right back and then we're going to jump right into the international monetary fund central bank digital currency panel discussion ladies and gentlemen i'm going to have a discussion right now with myself while i take a short break i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 